One of the biggest remaining needs for the Chargers is a return man, but they could be trying to fill that this week with former Washington return specialist DeAndre Carter. But would he be an upgrade over former return man Andre Roberts? You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons, but we're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Thanks for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But, David, we have news to get into today because the Chargers are going to have a visit from DeAndre Carter, a former Washington commander. And it looks like we might see who they fill in for that return specialist position who, you know, last year was Andre Roberts. Would he be an upgrade over Andre Roberts? We're going to get into that today. We're also going to talk about the biggest trade in the NFL on Monday, which was the Eagles and the Saints trading. And both of the picks surrounding the Chargers in the first round were affected. So we're going to talk about how it's going to affect the Chargers with those teams moving around. And if the Saints are just another team that could potentially take one of the top offensive tackles in the draft before wrapping up the show with the latest mock draft tracker. And one of the things that we've seen continually through this process is one guy that's been linked to the Chargers more than anyone. It's Jordan Davis. So we're going to talk about if the Chargers still need him after all the additions they already made to their defensive line. But today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. David, the Chargers, we finally got some news from when Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network reported that veteran wide receiver and kick returner DeAndre Carter visited the Chicago Bears on Monday and is set to visit the Los Angeles Chargers on Tuesday, according to a league source. David, this is a move that makes a lot of sense from the Chargers, just from when you're looking at it from a roster need, you know, roster construction standpoint. The Chargers don't have a return man, and I know a lot of Chargers fans wanted to see Andre Roberts, but this is a little bit of a different kind of a player. He seems more like a jack-of-all-trades the Chargers could be trying to bring in there. Yeah, I mean, last year, Andre Roberts was primarily just a punt returner, kick returner. He was not really used a lot on offense at all. I mean, they gave him a jet sweep here and there, but... DeAndre Carter was used a lot in that sense last year. They used him in those jet sweep situations, you know, those bubble screen situations, those those plays where you wanted to get the ball into a weapon's hands and let him go and do his thing. And last year is where he was able to provide the most production as a offensive wide receiver where he had 24 receptions, 296 yards, and all three of the touchdowns that he has scored in his NFL career. Yeah, and that seems like a little bit of an outlier, obviously. But when I say jack-of-all-trades, I mean, he's doing everything, right? He's going to return punts for you. He's going to be your kick returner. And he's also going to potentially be an offensive weapon. And I think that's a different discussion because, like, I think what Washington wanted was to him kind of fill that Curtis Samuel role last year because Curtis Samuel got hurt for them, and I think he picked up a lot of that slack. And I thought he did a fine job with it. I mean, obviously, with Andre Roberts, you knew what the deal was, right? Maybe he would occasionally get an offensive snap, but at least this guy, you've seen do it. You've seen play a a lot more offensive snaps, and we know how the Chargers, you know, 
didn't want Tyron Johnson because they wanted KJ Hill at the back end because he could play special teams. Well, this would give the Chargers, you know, in that sense, what they want a guy who can play special teams and also potentially be a part of the offense and take those jet sweeps. I mean, he averaged almost nine yards per carry last season so he definitely is comfortable with that and got a decent amount of receptions in a bad quarterback situation in washington but i think as far as what (laughs) yeah what separates andre roberts and him specifically is it seems like in this trade the Chargers are going more for a punt returner than they are a kick returner because last year andre roberts second in the nfl 32.3 yards per kick return with the chargers obviously had a touchdown and also had just a bunch of breakoff runs, like yeah. a bunch of 40 plus yard returns. It was another one. He almost had, you know, another touchdown. It should have been two touchdowns with the Chargers. And I think that's why he wanted to bring him back. You know, if you were the Chargers, he made a lot of sense. But he yeah. is an aging player. DeAndre Carter is a 28 year old, about to be 29 year old. So you're going a little bit younger. And then when you're looking at punt return average, David, DeAndre Carter is the better punt returner, especially recently. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a staggering difference there. Uh, With Andre Roberts, he only achieved 5.5 yards per punt return last season. And it, it, you know, it showed. I mean, a lot of the times he he just could not get going. It just seems like he couldn't use that same vision that he showcased as a kick returner in punts. Well, for DeAndre Carter, I mean, he was very good as a punt returner. I mean, nine, over nine yards per punt return. That is incredible. I mean, you don't see that those numbers a lot in the NFL. And, you know, this is a guy who has two 40 plus, uh, you know, punt returns uh, to his credit, you know, so he's done it and he's not only got a, you know, five or 10, you know, 15 yard return, hey, 40 yards, that's flipping the field. I mean, that's a shorter field for Justin Herbert and the offense to go score touchdowns, um, add points to the board. I mean, that, you know, can make a big significant difference. Yeah, for sure. And we've seen the Chargers kind of make some trade-offs. It's not like Ty Long was specializing in something, but when they brought in J.K. Scott, it seemed like it was pretty clear and obvious what they were going for there is hang time, right? Because one of those guys was one of the best hang time punters in the NFL during his time, and that's what they were kind of specializing in. In this move, it seems like, hey, yeah, we're getting someone who can potentially play on offense, can potentially play other parts of special teams, not just potentially a return man, and getting a much better punt returner. Because last year, Andre Roberts was five and a half yards per return with the Chargers. He was 4.1 when he was with the Texans. So he was just, that wasn't his specialty. And I think for him specifically, he needed that more clear runway. And the Chargers blocking didn't give him a lot of that. So with DeAndre Carter, you're getting a more explosive punt returner. He doesn't have a touchdown, like you said, in his career. He does have the 240-plus yard returns over nine point oh, you know, over nine yards per return for his career and 8.6 last season. So like that is a much bigger impact, but he still has to, you know, sign with the Chargers too, because yeah. the Bears he just finished a visit with as of Monday night. He has not signed with the Bears. So it seems like the Chargers will have a shot at him. And I think at the same time, David, it doesn't close the door completely on Andre Roberts, who could be the potential backup plan in this situation, because it's either Andre Roberts potentially there or you're trying to address it in the draft. Well, Daniel, I just like the 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 focus on trying to improve the special teams unit. I mean, I think Brandon Staley knows that change was necessary. I mean, they they had some incremental change from the previous season, but I mean, it's not enough. So they they made some serious changes. They got a new punter. They got a new long snapper. You know, they're just continuing to overhaul that unit, and this is not a process that's going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time, but with the new special teams coordinator, of course, I'm sure he's going to have his say in it. I'm sure that's probably part of the reason why DeAndre Carter is being brought in for a visit, but I just like the fact that the Chargers are focusing on trying to continue to improve a special teams unit that was 
by far one of the worst, uh, you know, in the league the last couple of seasons. So continuing to improve, just add more talent, add better players to that unit. Yeah, and I mean, I think just really continuing to overhaul, right? Not even just more players, just like different players yeah. than the ones that that gave you those subpar results last season. And that's not a shot of Andre Roberts because he was no, a much better kicker man. And I mean, I would have definitely signed off on it if they decided to bring him back. They're going a Same. little bit younger, and I think when and if or you know if this signing does happen, there's a lot of Chargers fans that are just gonna be like, why didn't he use that money on a right tackle? Because that's always kind of where the conversation goes. Right. We'll see what that contract ends up looking like if the deal gets done. But I think from a roster construction standpoint, you absolutely see where the Chargers would be going if they made that specific move to bring in DeAndre Carter. And I think that, you know, you could do a lot worse at that position. Sure. Except for the fumbling. He has 12 fumbles in his career. Him and yeah. Andre Roberts both serial fumblers. And that's the worst thing you can do is give away possessions. Yeah, you would like to get a touchdown on a punt return. The last thing you want to do is to give the ball back on a punt return because that is, you know, absolute code red Travis Benjamin, you know, get out of there. And it feels like just like a knife to the stomach, just a horrible feeling when, when, you know, you're about to get the ball back. You're excited. They're about to go back on offense and then bam, you cough on the ball in the last game of the season. Right back. Yeah. And the the biggest game of the year, the biggest game of the year against the Raiders, you have a fumble and you give it right back. And you know, you end up losing the way that you did in that game. Yeah. But, the Chargers could decide to draft a tackle. It might have just gotten a little bit stickier, though, with New Orleans trading ahead of the Chargers, and we know they have a big need at a left tackle. So we're going to talk about how that big trade in the NFL affects the Chargers because it's the picks right around them coming up right after this. But I do think with DeAndre Carter, even though it's a move that I understand, he is a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none. But if you guys are looking for the best odds on the Masters coming up this weekend, the only place to go is Bet Online. .net. And that's one of my favorite times of the year. I golf sparingly, but when I do watch golf, it's usually the Masters, the best of the best, the biggest major of the year, giant tournament. And it's a lot more fun, especially with the ton of names you probably haven't heard of, to have something going along with it. Have a little extra juice in that squeeze, and you can do that with betonline.net. So make sure to find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship Odds podcast interviews for all of the different leagues this season. And there's huge UFC fights this weekend, multiple championships up for grabs make sure you guys check out that because that's one of the craziest things is you just see some crazy upsets in the ufc so that's where i like to go a lot of the times but bet online has a ton of different tournaments and fun things you guys can get on you can even get in on the draft and prop bets surrounding the draft if you want to stick with the nfl or just nfl futures but make sure you guys head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at bet online where the game starts all right, David. Well, there was a huge, you know, landscape shifting trade that happened on Monday with the Saints and the Eagles. And basically what it was, I'm not going to bore you with the entire draft package because it's a lot and it's confusing. But the, tra- the Saints basically traded their 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick to get the Eagles 16th pick. So basically right ahead of the Chargers. Of course, the Eagles still have two other first round picks and they're hoarding them. So like, you don't feel that bad when you're getting rid of one if you still have two more and the one right ahead of the one you just traded, right? So it shouldn't affect you there, but it could affect the Chargers. And if you want to hear more about this giant trade, make sure to check out the Lockdown NFL podcast. If you guys need a second listen, that's where I go to keep up with all the biggest stories around the league because obviously we're just focusing on the Chargers, but it absolutely affects the Chargers, David, especially when you look at the specific needs that New Orleans has. We know that Teron Armstead just went to Miami Dolphins on a crazy, you know, $75 million deal, right? 
and it didn't honestly didn't even seem that that crazy with how much we've seen some other left tackles get paid and how much we would be willing at certain points of covering the chargers to pay a steady left tackle and now you get one on a rookie contract but you need another tackle and a lot of people are linking the chargers to a tackle in the draft and we'll talk about that a little bit next when we get to the mock draft tracker but the worst case scenario i think david is that the chargers are really hoping that a charles cross falls to them at 17 right or that trevor pending even if you're into that kind of thing falls to them at 17 and this could be a team that's there now with that same need that could kind of swoop in and get them yeah it's like oh my goodness i mean there's only a consensus of what three or four quality offensive tackles in this draft like consensus like you get one of these guys you're going to feel pretty good about you know what you're going to get um out of those players but you know, outside of that, I mean, that could get, you know, dried up very quickly. But, I mean, I think when you look at the Saints' specific needs, yeah, they, they definitely need to tackle for sure. But they also have some uncertainty at the quarterback position as well. And, you know, one of those top quarterbacks could become available. And, hey, this might be a move to position them to be in a place to be able to take their quarterback of the future. I mean, obviously, we have seen all kinds of trades for teams looking for that number one guy. And they have done it year in and year out, trying to find the most important position on the team. And that is quarterback. So, Hey, that could be, this could be a move, you know, a preemptive move to try to get them in position to do that. Um, But Hey, I mean, if they do try to take a tackle, that would be uh, bad news for the Chargers because obviously that is a gigantic need. And we still don't know what the plan is at right tackle for the Bolts. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, it, it's sketchy already if you're going into it hoping that you get your right tackle of the future at 17. Just depending. Yeah. I mean, certain drafts have, you know, Charles Cross going after Trevor Penning. But usually in more and more, neither of those guys are getting to the Chargers at 17. And there is a considerable drop off after that, even though I think there is a good drop off between Cross, you know, our dream pick and Trevor Penning, the guy you're a little bit afraid that the Chargers are going to take and throw out there against Max Crosby in year one. And in all fairness, I mean, it's scary to throw anyone out there. But at the end of the day, if it is a trade to potentially go up and get a quarterback, I mean, it's crazy at this point that we're talking about teams going up and packaging picks to go up and get a quarterback in a quarterback draft class that we have all heard be shredded by every NFL, you know, draft expert. Like no one thinks this is a good quarterback class, but like we've always told you guys, teams will do crazy stuff for quarterbacks, which is always the wild card. It's always the wrench that gets thrown into all the, you know, plans that get made. And part of the reason the Chargers landed Rashawn Slater last year is because the Bears traded up to go get Justin Fields. And that changed the equation. It changed the algorithm ahead of who was going for the Chargers. And when you have Mac, you know, not Mac Jones, but Trey Lance, and Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and Justin Fields going ahead of you while you're sitting back there with Justin Herbert, that's a great situation to have. So the more quarterbacks, David, if this is a move for the quarterback, the more quarterbacks picked before the Chargers, the better. Oh, yeah. And I mean, unfortunately for the Chargers, there's probably only, what, two, possibly three quarterbacks in this draft that are looked at as top guys that could go in the first round and go before the Chargers. But, hey, like you said, yeah. You never know. I mean, it, it seems like, I mean, before it was maybe one would go ahead of the Chargers. Yeah. Maybe a Malik Willis, right? Or maybe right. you're sold on a Kenny Pickett. Now it's like maybe two. Some people think three. People will get crazy. I mean, it's hard to believe more than two will go before 17 with just the actual dudes we're talking about. Yeah, and I mean, and of course, if the Chargers have t- – 
told us anything is we have no idea what they're going to do. We have no, <laughs> no idea where they're going to go, what direction they're going to go. And, if, and they don't have just one hole. There are several positions and Hey, they could be going into this saying, I don't care who they're you know trading for or what's going on around us. We're just going to stay put and we're going to take the best player available regardless because, Hey, we need to add a corner. We need to add a tackle. We need to add a guard. We have multiple positions that we feel like we need to add to at least supply quality depth at, and you know, you want to get better players. So, I mean, Hey, who knows what they're going to do because the chargers have, you know, one of the most, you know, quiet franchises in the NFL. They keep a lot of their cards close to the vest. Yeah. And the other situation I think here, I mean, and yeah, I, I think the one round though, that you could argue that the chargers kind of stick to the plan and take their biggest need though, is the first round. Like I think if yeah. there's any, I mean, before last year, I, I last year I predicted it was going to be Christian Darisaw to the chargers at pick 13 because I thought Rashawn Slater wasn't going to be there. Right. And that's what I wrote. It was just like, Hey, if Rashawn Slater is there, obviously you run up and you pick him. I just didn't think it was going to happen, nor did most people. But yeah. the two years before that, I had them taking Herbert and I had them taking Jerry Tillery. And those were easily their biggest needs, right? They needed a quarterback after Phillip Rivers. They needed a defensive tackle, right? When they need, took Joey Bosa, like you kind of knew it was going to be someone that they needed, but that one was a little bit more kept secret. Derwin James, you needed a safety. He falls to you. So, like, we have seen them just address those specific needs. Off the wall would be them going for somewhere like receiver where you don't necessarily, you know, think that's a need, but you hear so much smoke around or you see so much smoke around them taking a receiver. Like, yeah, they must be considering it at the very least, or want other teams to think that they're considering it. So that is another huge need also for the New Orleans Saints. David is a wide receiver. So even though the Chargers don't need that, a big one could be off the board because of this trade as well. Yeah, I mean, is it Jameson Williams? Is it Chris Olave? Is it his teammate Garrett Wilson? I mean, it, there's so many different wide receivers. I think that's going to be the position in this draft where there's going to be a huge run at that position. I think every draft you see, hey, you know, there's five or six offensive linemen taken or there's, you know, three or four edge rushers taken. I think in this draft specifically, there's going to be a very big run on receivers. I think we could see five, maybe six or even seven receivers taken in the first round. Yeah, it'd be crazy. I mean, and, and especially in a draft class where there's no Jamar Chase, right? Like yeah. there, there could be that many receivers and none of them could go in the top 10, right? Or maybe one of them goes in the top 10. So I think that's the interesting thing because like, yeah, I mean, Drake London was definitely probably going to be a first round pick, you know, Chris yeah. Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, Traylon Burks is probably deserving of being a first round pick as well. And now even guys like Christian Watson are skyrocketed, right? And now creep, making their man. way into the back of the first round conversation. But somebody's, you know, fan favorite wide receiver could also get swooped up in this trade as well. It's going to be very interesting now because now the Saints are at 16 and 19 and the Eagles are 15 and 18 and the Chargers draft hopes right are going to be surrounded by those two teams sitting in the middle at 17 but who are the chargers going to take and the other thing is is if these teams do go receiver if they do go quarterback right that just pushes more guys and we know it's a talented at least you know first round like you feel like the Chargers are going to get a good guy there that yeah. just means other corners or you know potentially edge rushers or maybe some of the guys we don't think that are going to make it to the chargers start getting pushed down the board once quarterbacks, you know, or receivers in this case are getting taken. But we do want to get into the Chargers latest mock draft tracker, which has the Chargers sticking with a guy that they've been linked to pretty much the entire draft process in Jordan Davis. We're going to also talk about a couple that have David's dream draft scenario coming through with the Chargers taking Charles Cross. So we're getting all the different situations and where the latest trends are going 
towards the draft coming up after this. But I need to tell you guys, if you need any kind of auto part, the only place to go is rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to go to your local chain auto parts store and find the parts that you need. So why go to the counter and talk to the guy behind the counter who's going to ask you questions that you probably don't know the answer to? Is it an SE or an XL? When you can just go to rockauto.com and not only find a great deal on the price that you need but also find it super conveniently because when there's something wrong with your car and you need a part for it the last thing that you want to do is to have to find another headache by trying to go to this guy who only wants to sell you the part that's coming from the warehouse that's connected to the store that he's at just go to rockauto.com and a few easy clicks put the type of car that you have in and you'll find the part that you need and that's what i love about rock auto is the convenience but why would you also want to spend more money? It obviously sucks already to have to put money into your car. Why spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for a part when you could go to a family-owned business in rockauto.com that has all the parts that you guys are going to need? Go to rockauto.com to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, David, one thing we haven't gotten into in a while is the Chargers doing their mock draft tracker, and they released their mock draft tracker 11.0, where they're going and seeing who all of the latest draft experts have the Chargers taking at 17. And this list has varied, right? I mean, the Minnesota giant behemoth tackle file, Ale, was picked with the Chargers early on in this process. I don't think anyone would pick him there at this point with the combine and everything else that's happened since then. But one of the things that we've seen on this list, David, is that some things stay incredibly the same. So we didn't want to go all the way back to like February with these mock draft trackers. So we decided to cut it off on March 27th. So after free agency, for the most part, somewhat recent, basically within the last week, there were 13 mock drafts that this mock draft tracker tracked. Try saying that five times fast. I dare you. And in seven of the 13 mocks, David, they had the Chargers taking Jordan Davis, which is not surprising. It wasn't as surprising early on before we saw the moves for Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson, right? And things like that. And obviously adding Cleo Mack helps. And now, you know, a lot of the experts still think they're going defensive tackle. And this is one had to say the Chargers offseason moves have shown their commitment to stopping their run in 22. And Georgia added a loaded defense, but Davis was a big reason why the Bulldogs ranked top three nationally in run defense each of the past three seasons. So from that aspect, I kind of get it. But it does seem like it's less of a need now than it was before we got to see what happened in free agency. Yeah, definitely for me. I, I don't I don't really understand why there's a con continued concentration on Jordan Davis because, I mean, the Chargers made two signings that are going to fix the run defense, are going to help fix the run defense. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're going to fix them by themselves, but they are going to help significantly. These are two top 15 run-stop percentage guys in the NFL. I mean, that is their craft. That is what they do extremely well. So that they're going to help. I mean, hey, obviously you can never have enough on in the trenches on the offensive and defensive line. I always want to see them continue to add to it. But I don't know if you have to go to a, a defensive tackle, a run stopper, a, a gap type guy when you already have a couple of those guys on the roster. And also I like the depth that they have on the defensive line. So I am not so sure that they should be going for Jordan Davis here, although obviously I am not part of the consensus. Yeah, and I think Chargers Twitter has kind of, you know, gone, gone a lot differently as things have gone on, right? I think Jordan yeah. Davis, especially after the combine, was kind of peaking as far as, hey, get this dude, you know, 
when the season was ending, college you know season was ending, he also had a lot of buzz from the Chargers. And it's just been so consistent. Like he's the one dude that over and over again people think the Chargers are going to take. Yeah. And I don't love taking a defensive tackle in the first round. And I don't love taking a defensive tackle who has a lot of room where he needs to improve as a pass rusher. Yeah. And a guy that didn't play a lot of snaps, right? That's the other concerning things about it. He did lose weight for the combine. He ran a four seven eight forty, which is ridiculous. Yeah, he had a freakish combine. 340 pounds. Like, he kept his weight under control there. He did what he needed to do. But this is a great tweet from Peter Bukowski, who does Locked On Packers and also Locked On Today. Travis Jones played 584 snaps last season at UConn, 313 pass rush reps. Jordan Davis played 608 snaps in 21 in 2021 in 2020 combined in 336 total pass rush reps over the last two seasons. Travis Jones basically just did that in one season, right? So he wasn't on the field a ton. You don't know how much usage you're going to be able to get out of him, right? It seems like it could just be a two-down guy. On the flip side, it would be wild if the Chargers got Jordan Davis just because of how freaky that dude is. Like, if you want to talk about having a presence on the defensive line, I can't think of a defensive front that would have gotten scarier than in this offseason than the Chargers. I mean, oh, you yeah. go from Uchenna, you know, and Limbaugh and Justin Jones, and now it's, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day and Coleo Mack and potentially Jordan Davis to go along with Joey Bosa. And maybe Joey Bosa and Coleo Mack are enough on the outside that where this dude really can just bull rush on the inside if you need him to pass rush. And that'll be enough because they won't be able to single team him, single team him with the other guys the Chargers have out there. So although I, I don't agree necessarily philosophically about the Chargers taking defensive tackle, there's probably going to be a player there I want more. It'd still be crazy to watch. Like, it's a wild experiment that I'd still kind of like to see, even though I might not have it be my preferred option there. But the other thing, David, that I thought that you would like is, out of these 13 mocks, two of them had the Chargers getting Charles Cross, which was who you had yesterday in your mock draft Monday, dream option for the Chargers at 17. Seems a little less likely now with New Orleans, and it always seemed pretty unlikely. But when the Rashawn Slater happens, you can't keep talking about unlikely because crazy things happen on draft day. But one of those two mock drafts, David, did have the Chargers moving up to 13 to do it. So only one of the 13 of the most recent mock drafts that have happened around, you know, the sports media landscape have the Chargers getting Charles Cross at 17, but two of them have him taking him. Yeah, I think that there's probably absolutely no way that he's going to get to 17, especially with this trade that just occurred, um, you know, with the Saints and kind of leapfrogging the Chargers and having that pick right before them. I don't see um, that happening. So I think if you want to get Charles Cross, you're going to have to trade up. And uh, and if the Chargers do trade up, Daniel, I don't think I feel feel comfortable at all touching their other top 100 pick. I think they have to keep that in place. Because, again, they have other things they need to address. Where I'd like to see them go, if they do move up, is to try to swing next year's draft capital in that trade and and try to include, you know, hey, if it's a third-round pick next year, you know, maybe a second-round pick. I mean, I don't know. I feel a little bit uneasy about that. but You'd want to push it off. You wouldn't want to take – yeah, because you only have right now two picks in the top 100, David. So, like, if you're messing around with this third pick, right, you're in the situation kind of like the Kenneth Murray year where – now the next pick you have is in the hundreds in the fourth round. And that seems a little sketchy. Yeah, I can't see I, I can't see that type of deal being made. So if the Chargers, like I said, if Charles Cross is the guy and you know they got to make a deal, you know, put a, a deal together to make that trade happen, then I'm hoping they're using next year's draft capital to make that happen. 
One, I think the interesting thing, I mean, it's hard to say if you want to trade up, right? If he falls enough to where it's not going to cost you a ton, it would definitely be tempting because I do think there's a big drop-off after him. I think that's where, you know, between Cross and Penning, I do think there is a drop-off. And then there's a drop-off after Penning to the next tier of tackles. But it would be interesting, right? And we know the Chargers are going and being more aggressive now. We know Tom Telesco has traded up. In the past, so it's going to be interesting. And the other interesting part of the mock draft tracker is even though you know nine of the thirteen have the Chargers taking either Charles Cross or Jordan Davis, the other four are all wide receivers. So as much as the Chargers, you know, don't necessarily have the biggest need at wide receiver, there's still a lot of people who think that they're going to take a wide receiver there. And there's two teams who could take wide receivers right before you in the Eagles potentially, and also now the Saints. That could actually shake things up. So we're hoping that the Saints take a quarterback. That would make things a lot better for the Chargers. Lots of quarterbacks picked before the Chargers, right? If a lot of receivers end up getting picked before the Chargers, that's going to leave some very dangerous skill position players, especially on the defensive side of things. That would be very, very hard for the Chargers to pass up because something has to give, you know? Yeah. Other guys the Chargers could want and you think are going to be there could go before them, but that just means other guys are getting pushed down, and maybe you see somebody else have that Derwin James type slide, and the Chargers really end up with someone we never thought of. But right now, the consensus still out there, at least in the national media, is that it's going to be Jordan Davis. I still can't buy it with Tom Telesco. I just know how much he loves, and you know, Brandon Staley loves corners, but we know how much Brandon Staley likes guys who are intercepting balls right, getting after the passer, or just skill players offensively. Uh-huh. It's hard for me to imagine him taking a defensive tackle at 17, but we'll have to wait and see and keep, you know, see where things stand when the draft day actually gets here because it's less than a month now. But the only thing more exciting than the draft coming up soon is that on tomorrow's show, Daniel Popper is joining the show from The Athletic. One of our favorite guests, probably our most ever recurring guest, is making his second YouTube appearance with us. And we haven't got to talk with him about the offseason, right? And how much crazy it is the Chargers now have Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, and they're really going for it. We'll also talk about that right tackle situation with him because he's the one that kind of first brought up the right tackle Matt Filer situation or at least rehash that during this offseason and maybe how they feel there. We have a ton to get into it with him, and he's always great when he comes on the show. So to make sure you guys don't miss it, subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. Tomorrow is going to be a good one. You can also Find the show every day if you follow us on our social media. You can follow us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find our Instagram page at LockdownChargers. And you can also find our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page, as well as finding me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. We appreciate all of your guys' support there. And it's a great way because we literally post every show every day to all of the social media. And you guys can get your influence on the show as well by hitting us up on social media or calling into the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line at 323-524. 7924 and we try to get every charge voicemail played on the show but we'll be back with you guys tomorrow with daniel popper from the athletic but until then take it easy and go bolts